Okie dokie. Hello, Echo Online fam. Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. If you are new to Echo's online service, you can expect this to last around 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. We start with our Echo Band and we have some of our favorite recordings for you to enjoy at home. Mm -hmm. You get to hear a message from Pastor Andy and have a time of response. Okay, Generous Church, we are entering our favorite season of giving and we are starting with one of our favorites, Operation Christmas Child. Their mission is to provide God's love in a tangible way to children in need around the world. And together with the local church, worldwide to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We will have Let's boxes go. and brochures available for you to take home. The deadline to bring the boxes back, packed and ready to go, is November 22nd. Drop off your packed box and a cash or check of $9 to cover the shipping cost. November 22nd. Right here at the castle, second floor. To schedule a pickup or drop off appointment, email hey at wearetheecho.church. Echo, let's be a church that gives generously and at the same time sees needs and shares freely. Yeah. If you are looking to give today, you can do so in three ways. You can head to our website, you can text any amount to 84321 or use our Church Center app. Child Dedication, November 22nd at yes. Echo. We prioritize kids. We fully believe they are the curators of tomorrow. If you are interested in having your child dedicated, please email hey at wearetheecho.church to sign up and for more information. Thanks for joining us online and we hope you enjoy Echo Sunday service. Blessing to lie, 
Think about that. Everybody love everybody! Come on! When I was in high school, I accelerated in one subject. It was math. And it's because I understood some of these basic principles within math. One being this. I know this is going to sound really, really brilliant. Uh, but when it comes to multiplying positive numbers, you always get more. But when you divide, you always get less. Here I am. I just pulled up to vote, coincidentally, at Willow Creek Middle School. Here we go. 2020 election. You, want, you guys want to know who I'm voting for? Can't tell you. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Echo Church? This, by far, has been the longest election day, I maybe week, month? I mean, we really don't know that we've ever experienced. I mean, it's been a crazy, crazy week. And, and I had this epiphany as I was filling out a bunch of ovals on a piece of paper. Man, we're divided over that. And I know it's more than just a piece of paper with a bunch of ovals on it. I know it's, you know, ideals, it's our agendas, our concerns, our fears, all wrapped in to uh, a day and about where we're gonna go and who we're gonna be and we've done and our civil duty. Uh, but I'm wondering if we can lay aside all those ovals on paper and unite as a people. And I think on a smaller little sphere, what if we could do that together as a church. I was just thinking about it. I saw all these Lego pieces of my daughters laying around uh, the office, the office, because she'll come and hang out with us. And, and, uh, and I was thinking, man, what odd shaped pieces, but the power of the Lego is connecting all those odd shaped pieces together to serve a greater and bigger purpose. See, a individual Lego, Lego by itself really honestly isn't worth much, but together it can serve its purpose. I'm sitting in the ballot box right now filling out ovals and generally feeling anxious because it reminds me of when I was in high school and I was giving a given a test and when I was filling those ovals in with my number two pencil, uh, I knew that there was a wrong answer. In this day and age and looking at voting and a president or other said people into positions, I struggle because there's not necessarily a right or a wrong. I think that's what's important to remember is we live in a world that's gray and if we live in a world that's gray, then we need to live in the world and pray because we need the Lord's wisdom and direction that we wouldn't just vote for our needs, our wants, our desires, but we would honestly vote for his kingdom to come here on earth as is in heaven. Today, we're gonna lean into Nehemiah once again uh, before I uh, announce my President, uh, presidential bid for 2024. 
<laughs> not totally joking. But let's lean into Nehemiah. Last week I talked to you about how this nation is divided, right? It's exiled, it's separated. And Nehemiah is given this dream, this vision for a better future. And last week, this one point that I made was this. If we're going to achieve unity, it starts with prayer. And you know whose job to pray it is? It's our job. And I know we've got a lot to say, but what if we would pray? We've got a lot to say, what if we would pray? Okay, anyway, moving on. I'm not a good rapper beatboxer or anything like that but what <laughs> what I love about Nehemiah is there's some of these small little minute details that I think can really infuse some leadership principles for us to lead the way to unity let's look into a few of those today the last verse in the first chapter it says I was a cupbearer to the king I think this was Nehemiah's way to say hey you know what I was playing a part of civil duty I was in an elected opportunity and I was serving my country, my king. And, you know, and this week, uh, before I even go into really the heart of the message, I want to pause and I honestly just want to say thank you to those who have signed up to put your name next to an oval on a piece of paper. And some of you, you were elected and others were rejected And regardless of victory or defeat during this election year, I want to say thank you. I mean, really, thank you for your willingness to serve us, to serve this city, to sign up and to serve this nation. And and, you know, I've had opportunities to serve uh, and really had opportunities to raise my hand. And and, and it's maybe not an election, but it felt like it's like hire me, you know, elect me and. And I've experienced the flip side of rejection. And, and, and I begin to learn rejection a little bit in junior high gym class. Y'all know what I mean. I was always picked like second to last. Might as well have been last. I was small, but I was fast and I was fierce. Uh, but they didn't know I was fierce and they didn't know I was fast and maybe didn't, couldn't see past my 90 pound frame. And I had this one moment where I was picked last uh, or almost last to be on this co-ed soccer team. Surprise, surprise. And I saw this ball out in the distance and this was my moment to shine. This was my moment to prove everybody wrong, right? And I just ran as fast as I could towards this ball. Well, what I failed to um, determine was when I'm running as fast as I can and I get the wrong angle and I don't hit the soccer ball and I hit a girl smaller than me, that maybe I'm not gonna accomplish what I really want to. And man, I felt so small when I just absolutely destroyed her in soccer. I'm not playing football. I felt so small. And I just sense that there's some of you, and maybe you're not an elected official, but maybe your mom, maybe your dad, maybe your husband or a wife, maybe your friend, maybe you just lost your job and you have felt rejection. And I just want to tell you this is one rejection, maybe even a few rejections, they're not meant to determine your calling. If you're an elected official or you elect to be a mom, there's a message that you need to hear for those that are struggling, 
do not give up because God is not over yet. Nehemiah, he served a nation that was not his own. He lived, yes, in a nation, but he also lived for a bigger kingdom. Let's read a little bit about Nehemiah and his leadership. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1 says, In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Xerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. And then a very interesting little detail that said, I had been sad in his, I had never been sad in his presence before. Nehemiah, Nehemiah came in, and some of you might relate, had some depression. Come on, someone, a little bit of disdain, a little disdain, a little anger. Been a little disappointed, right? Anybody relate? Uh, this is what I love about Nehemiah, man. It's so relatable for this very moment. And the second detail that I need to tell you about this little first interaction in chapter 2 is, is the month of Nisan. This was no ordinary month, and nor was it the month to go buy a car. Insert bad dad joke. This is the month where all devout Jewish men like Nehemiah were supposed to leave where they were serving for a couple weeks to gather in Jerusalem as a family to party, to, to, to really just enjoy the moment, but also to worship God, to live for a bigger purpose. And Nehemiah, he's stuck serving someone else at someone else's party while his home is destroyed, while he's experiencing rebellion or uh, depression, rejection. In verse 2, the king responds and says, Why does your face look so sad when you're not ill? It must be a sadness of heart. And this is where Nehemiah got pretty freaked out. It said, I was very afraid. Come on, anybody, anybody afraid today? Yes, this is how we vote. We fear that because the person that wasn't elected, that we hoped that our world might change because of who was voted in. And some of us, we fear because our life will not change change. I understand marketing. I understand the process of trying to get us to do what other people want us to do. And I'm telling you what, fear is the tool. And Nehemiah feels it. But I'm telling you what Nehemiah does next is an absolute game changer. In verse three, he said, but I said to the king, may the king live forever and then he said, why should my face not look sad when my city, where my ancestors are buried, lies in ruins? It's destroyed and its gates have been destroyed by fire. And the king, I mean, I obviously heard him and responded and said, hey, what do you want to do about it? I mean, what do you want? And what I love about Nehemiah as a leader who is trying to unify a nation and live out his purpose on earth, he pauses and he prays. Can I tell you this? The next time you have an opportunity to say something, I think you should apply this. Pause and pray. Before you quit your job, pause and pray. Before you start an argument, pause and pray. Before you address your children, pause and pray. Before you post on social media, 
pause and pray. I'm telling you what, this is leadership lesson 101. If we're going to experience unity, then guess what? We've got to be a leader. Verse 5. If it pleases you, O king, and I have found favor, send your servant to rebuild the walls. The king asks, how long do you need? I love this detail. This is really important to be a leader. Nehemiah said, I gave him a definitive time. I'm telling you what, if you're going to share your dream and the vision that's in your heart, it better follow with some details. <laughs> and Nehemiah had him. He said, give me safe passage. Number two, resource man. What I love about the favor of God, I love about the grace of God. The third thing that's added to this list is the king leans in and, and is so impressed with Nehemiah and his leadership. He says, not only am I going to give you safe passage, no ma- and, and, and not only am I going to resource you, I'm going to send my army with you. I'm going to keep you safe. Can I be honest? I've had opportunity to present dreams and visions that I feel like God has placed in my heart. But the only regret that I have is this. I didn't ask for enough. One of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams. I mean, honestly, I quote and think about that all the time. And you know the quote, if you build it, they will come. But I'll tell you what, if you build it too small, they will leave. I'm... I guess what I'm just trying to inspire you to dream big in the midst of this dark season, in the midst of this changing world, this uh, really uh, political landscape and and really United States, this is one of the best times to lean in, pause and pray and ask God, would you give me a dream? Would you give me a vision? This story is so cool. In the midst of depression, exile, division, separation, and disappointment, God inspires a man and guides this man to bring unity. And I feel like there's some takeaways for some leaders in the house today. In pursuit of unity, no matter if it's micro or macro type of influence, I believe we can apply these principles to be that better and more effective leader. So if we're leading towards unity, the number one thing we need to acknowledge is that you are a leader and that you have influence. No matter who you are, you serve someone. Do you recognize that opportunity? Do you recognize your opportunity? If you're a mom, you're a leader. If you're a dad, you're a leader. If you're a friend, you are a leader. You have an opportunity. Do you recognize it? Do you see that you're in a current place, you're in a current position in a home? Honestly, for a current purpose. Nehemiah was a cupbearer, and what he did is he leveraged his gift. This is simple. If you want to be a good leader, then use what's in your hands. But don't be that guy. You know who I'm talking about. Don't be like my kids. When you want something, you come cuddle up close to me and then ask if you can have a sleepover. Be like Nehemiah. Be faithful now. Because there's this one moment and your faithfulness, you're going to need to leverage those gifts that you get to bring are only going to be effective is if you serve faithfully. Nehemiah, that's what he did. He served for years before he ever swerved. 
<laughs> Some of you are like, man, that is figurative. Nehemiah served for years before he swerved, before he ever changed direction on the person he was serving. I'm telling you what, if you serve for years, the person you're serving will allow you to swerve, will embrace that swerve, might even financially get behind it if you're faithful. The other thing about leading towards unity, no matter whatever circumstance it might be, macro level, micro, is this, is lead with honor and follow with honesty. Nehemiah says, O king, live forever. He honored, he acknowledged his allegiance to the king. And then he said this, I am struggling. Let me tell you a little bit about this pair of honesty and honor. You can have honesty without honor, but you cannot have honor without honesty and assume that you're going to be an effective leader. I mean, you might not like him, but you can honor him. You might have a different agenda, but you can honor her. Married couples, can I tell you this? Stop dishonoring the one you chose to marry. Can I tell you this? Stop tearing down him or her. Instead, choose to build up what is broken. Tearing down what is broken will never rebuild it back. Same thing as with your boss, your neighbor, your friends, and honestly, the president. Man, I know we can define what's wrong, but I'll tell you what, it is a gift to begin to articulate what's right. I'll tell you what, you'll never build up a relationship that you don't honor and follow with honesty at the same time. That is a fearful adventure because when you bring honor and you're also honest in a relationship or at a workplace, there's a good chance it's going to hurt. But if I'm honest and I lead with honor, I believe that it will help. How about this unity principle uh, in, in leadership? Pause and pray. Okay, I already talked about that. Pause and pray. That is seen so clearly in the story. So I just got done voting, and y'all know I went in just to get this sticker <laughs> to show uh, the world that I'm doing my part as an American citizen, but as a citizen in a different kingdom, the kingdom of God, the followers of Jesus, what God calls us to do is not only vote, but also pray. Regardless of who wins, and we believe that God has placed them in position to lead us in this nation, and Lord, would you please, would you please have your will God, will you work through no matter who gets elected. God, bless them and keep them, direct them. God, bring clarity, God, in the direction that we need to go as a nation. In Jesus' name. And then the last one is this, lead with clarity. And you know what? If we're going to be clear about anything, let's do this. Let's fight for together. 
Unity won't happen by mistake. It always happens with a plan. And Nehemiah brings it. He's like, you know what? We're going to unify this nation. And this is how it's going to be. This is how long it's going to take. This is what we're going to need. And I'm telling you, some of you that are listening right now, you need to become, you need to create a plan for unity wherever micro level leadership you're in today. The end of the story is this, as Nehemiah gets to Jerusalem and he's assessing the damage personally in the dark of night. He's doing that because, man, things aren't good. They're not great. The situation is pretty dim. And after he makes the assessment, he comes and he grabs his leaders, right? People that he wants to influence. And he says, come. He shares the dream for the first time. Let us rebuild Jerusalem. And in verse 18, it says, I told them how the hand of the Lord had been upon me, been gracious. The favor of the Lord is upon me. And then promised that their hands were going to be strengthened to do great work. And I'm telling you what, I just want to lean in today and tell you this. The Lord has a plan for you. And that's to be a leader that leads to unity, no matter if it's a macro or a micro level. The one thing God needs is this, is he needs someone to look in the mirror today to, 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 to press pause on this video. If you're watching online, pull up the photo app, look at yourself in the mirror of that app and say, I am a leader. And this is the type of leader you need to be, an unapologetic Christ center, clear leader who leads with honor and honesty and always pauses to pray. And I'll tell you what, if you want to become a good leader, then you got to learn how to follow first. And you know what? There's no better person to follow than Jesus Christ. And taking our, we need to take our eyes off of our circumstances. We need to take our eyes off the culture and how everybody else does it. And we need to take our eyes off the six, our attention off really the six foot circle around us and we need help and say, Lord, would you begin to lead us? Now, some of you are like, man, purpose, uh, dreams, visions, I can have that. I'm created for, for a bigger thing than just, you know, eating, sleeping and drinking. Yes, you are. And I want to invite you to join us on that journey. I believe that's a big part of what Echo Church wants to do. It wants to unlid leadership capacity and purpose and the plan that God has for your life. And I'll tell you what, the first thing we need to just acknowledge when it comes to taking that lid off is we can't do it ourselves. I've tried over and over and over and I've failed over and over and over. And I'm telling you, what we need is this. We need Jesus. And Jesus, uh, man, it's awesome. He, he comes to this earth he lives amongst us. He feels all the feels, right? He's been depressed. He's been in despair, disdain. He's been a part of a divided nation. And Jesus willingly leads himself to the cross so that we might find life in him. And today I want to invite you into that relationship with God. We believe it just starts with a simple prayer. It's not everything, but it's the beginning. So some of you might have prayed this last week. For others, this is the first time ever, regardless what it is, uh, regardless of where you're at on that scale. 
May we surrender once again. Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, his authority. Amen.
thank you for joining us today, Echo. Now don't forget, like Sam said, it's Operation Christmas Child Time. Email below and we can set up a time for you to come and pick up a box to fill. We need the boxes filled and returned to us no later than Sunday, November 22nd. At Echo, we celebrate child dedications, just like Mary and Joseph did when Jesus was young. They brought him to the temple and dedicated his life and theirs to God. Child dedications will be Sunday, November 22nd. If you're interested in having one or more of your children dedicated, make sure you reach out. Now, I gotta be honest, for the last hour or so, I've been thinking about Legos. And I've been thinking about the idea that we're kind of this one piece, and by ourselves, we can't really do as much. But together, we equal the mystery machine. Like all the pieces together. Look at that, look how incredible that is. Little piece by ourselves, no, all of us together. Now, right now, we're kind of like Fred and Scooby, and we're like, hey, my candidate won, oh no, my candidate won, no, your candidate lost, no, your candidate. But what if we all come together? What if we all get on the same team, we all hop in the mystery machine, and we head on together? Thanks for being a part this week. We love you guys, and we hope to see you soon. Uh, Oh, I thought I was going to drop the microphone. <laughs>